I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Hello everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois Community Voices and the Front Row Network. I'm your host, Craig, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Brett Rutherford. Hello there. <laughs> hey, Miss Vanessa Ferguson. Well, hello. How are you two doing today? I am so excited about our interview that we have coming up. Yeah, very, uh, very good. Very good I'm today. I'm so excited. It'd be <laughs> like better it. if I, I had like lipstick it. on my hand. But I say our, our audio, our audio people are really loving your hand gestures right now. Yeah, I mean, I got He's a little puppet out of my. Got a little hand to puppet. Draw well, on it. We're so excited about the release of Dinosaurs on January 29th. We are going to have the opportunity to speak to John Kennedy, who is somebody that's done puppetry his entire career and was uh, played a very vital role in Dinosaurs. We will let him tell you what that role is uh, when we get to that part of the interview and we can ask him all about it. And But he's also worked with uh, the Muppets and anything you can think of that revolves around puppetry, Sesame Street. He's also written some books on puppetry, which we're sure to ask him about as well. So it's just going to be a really fun conversation about sort of that creative element of building a puppet and having these personalities and all that coming to life. I'm excited for this conversation today. Brett, your thoughts? Well, I was, you know, watching his, or looking at his IMDb, list and I'm like going is there anything he hasn't done and all of this all of the Muppets I'm like going once you get in with the Muppets you're good so <laughs> I'm like going so it's so exciting I can't wait to ask him you know the questions we want to ask him about Muppets and his time at Disney World and all sorts of things so I'm looking forward to it. You know, and you can't think about Muppets without thinking of Jim Henson. So uh, we have some questions about uh, Jim Henson as well and just excited to hear what he has to say. Vanessa? Oh, I am so excited to talk to him. I'm a big Muppets fan. And in fact, I thought maybe one time, maybe Jason Siegel and I would get married because we both love the Muppets so much. That's not going to happen, but that's okay. I can still talk about Muppets here and I'm so excited about it. Absolutely. And so I think we're going to jump right into, I, I can't think of another dinosaur pun right now. We're going to jump right into our interview with John Kennedy. We are so excited to bring to Beyond the Mouse podcast and NPR Illinois Community Voices podcast, John Kennedy. How are you today, sir? I'm great. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. Uh, It's wonderful that you are doing great as well. And we're going to dive right into some questions here for you. We have a really tough one first. And uh, we don't want to offend anybody, but we do want to ask, who is your favorite Muppet? And now, if it's not Miss Piggy, we promise not to tell her. My favorite Muppet of all time is Dr. T. Nice. That's I, wonderful. And uh, any impersonation of him, why? too, right? I, I, I did. For a while, I got to play him. Yeah. It was like 15 years I did the voice and the, the puppet for certain projects. Never, I don't think ever officially, but that I, we were all just kind of covering, you know, Jim's uh, legacy, you know, after he passed away. Mm-hmm. Cool. Wow. Brett, I know you had a question. Well, we have a mutual friend, Joe Petrovich, um, who we met separately, but while cast members at Walt Disney World. And um, you were part of uh, Here Come the Muppets at the Disney Hollywood Studios, then Disney MGM Studios. Uh, What was that experience like? Oh, well, first of all, Joe is a really great guy and a really good friend. And I've I've stayed friends with him all through these years. I talk to him frequently, you know, we, I go visit him, he comes to visit me, you know, just a super nice guy. And uh, what was it like working at Disney? Was that the question? Yeah, what was it like with Here Come the Muppets? Yeah, and the studios. Yeah, Yeah, um, it was the most exciting time of my life. I mean, I came from Plainfield, Indiana, and um, I always wanted to work for the Muppets, and I didn't know how I was going to do it. And I saw that the Muppets were coming to Disney World. And so I was going to do anything I could to get there. And so I just called up and I've been auditioning in New York for the Muppets. And they said, well, if you were living somewhere where we're working, we might use you because, you know, I'd done several, you know, workshops and was, you know, getting along with performers and they were looking at me and I knew it. And, and they just kind of, you know, put that out there, you know, if you were somewhere that we're working and when I heard that was happening, I'm like, that's it, I'm going. And so, but the weird thing was the, uh, 
the audition was in Indianapolis where I was working as a singer, <laughs> dancer and puppeteer. So it was fate, really. I aced sure. the audition and Disney relocated me to Orlando oh, wow. before I ever did any work or met anybody at Disney. I called, you know, my contact and said, I think the Muppets are here. Can I go see them? And they were like, yeah, sure. So I went in. So I saw Jim Henson that first day that I got to Orlando. <laughs> wow. wow. So oh, wow. I, Had you met him before or seen him before? I didn't person? actually meet him, but oh, you saw they're him. in okay. the same room. And so I didn't get to say anything. They were really busy That's doing okay. a big number, but it was at the, did one of the Disney sound stages. So really my dream came true the first day getting to Orlando. And after that, it just only got better. Plus I'm a big Disney fan. I always wanted to see the Disney on parade, you know, in the early seventies, I'd go to the arena and market square arena in Indianapolis and see the Disney on parade was like my favorite thing. I'd cut it out of the paper, the, the photo in the paper, and I'd put it on the wall. <laughs> I was so <laughs> yeah. excited. Love yeah. Disney stuff. Um, so to have ever gotten to work there and to have been working now for so many years, on different projects like the country bears is another movie i got to do yeah. i got to play a country bear so and i love the country which one? Oh, which one? i was uh, just zeb, zeb Zuber. oh zeb oh wow yeah, that oh was, that is fun That's i you know uh steven root does the voice but i i did yeah. all the lines and i did the animatronic faces just very similar to dinosaurs you know we were using the same system when we started and they switched over at some point to a wow. more digital uh format but uh it's all it was all just servos and move manipulating potentiometers and you know making those motors move the eyes and stuff i mean that's and that's what i got really you know uh a lot of time on with dinosaurs was learning that stuff so but as far as disney i mean that time that one it was like 10 months of meeting jim henson and working at disney world and getting to do everything i ever wanted to do as a kid and then getting the job at Dinosaurs, it was all like within one year. Yeah, that's wow. absolutely that's absolutely incredible <laughs> how quickly that happened. And it's so nice to have a fellow Midwesterner on the show with us because being here in Springfield, you know, sometimes um, it's hard to see the creative side uh, of things. We have so many creative people here, but you hear about all these opportunities happening in places like Florida and like places like California. But we've had the opportunity to speak to so many people that are coming from this area and have maybe gone to those places to be able to follow their dreams. And so it's great to hear that. Now, you mentioned that uh, that first day that you had just seen Jim Henson, did you ever have a chance to work with him closely? I did. Uh, just a, like a month later... Wait, less than that. It really was a couple weeks later because I had auditioned uh, and they wanted to use me. You know, they, they said, well, we're doing a commercial. So I got to right hand Kermit the Frog with Jim Henson. And, wow. you know, he's like, I'm so sorry. John, where, how did we get to work with you? Where did you come from? And, you know, this whole, you know, it's just amazing to get to actually talk with him. I asked him a couple questions, you know, geeky Muppet questions. Like, what what was it like going into the bathosphere doing Rainbow Connection? What, did you get all wet? And I, he told me something, but I don't remember what he said because I was just like, I'm talking to Jim Henry. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> my, wow. my voice in my head is just like, I'm not listening to you at all because I'm so <laughs> I'm here. Wow. They put me in an ice cream cart the first morning. Uh, you know those ice cream carts that are on a bicycle, you know, that they push along at Disney World? I got to play Dr. Teeth inside of this ice cream cart because I was I was a dancer and I was, you know, really thin and you know, kind of short, and I could get in this thing and no one else could get in it. So they're like, You're perfect for our first shot. And so <laughs> we're on New York Street. And each, there's dancers and, the, you know, some of the, my other um, you know, people I've been working with um, leads, if you know, you know, Disney characters kind of things uh, like Joe Petrovich was a lead in the costume department. So he would be watching the characters and stuff. And a few of those guys got to be in the commercial as extras. So oh, wow, somebody on the camera and you see someone else shooting a, you know, a snap camera uh, and, um, so I'm in this thing for like two hours, but before, when I got in it, they had stuck me inside. They'd taken the, the dry ice out of it. I mean, they'd been in use right before I got there. <laughs> and so oh, wow. They, so it was freezing. 
And I had to turn my head and my shoulders sideways and kind of hold on to the inside railing inside of this thing. And then my knees are up against my chest and I'm crammed in this little box. And to lower myself down, I had to hold on to this ridge in there. And it was, it was really sharp metal. I mean, they didn't go in there and sand down inside the things. I thought, well, no one will reach up. No one's going to. Yeah. (laughs) So I cut all my fingers going down in there. (laughs) So I had band-aids on my hands and I'm freezing in this thing. But then in two hours, the sun came up and I was really hot. (laughs) Metal box (laughs) in a metal box. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I I have visions of Sanka in uh, cool runnings right now. And when he comes out of the the ice cream truck, when they're training for the Olympics. So that's kind of what I'm envisioning in my head, but that's a, that's really great. Um, Vanessa, I know you also had a question about uh, Jim Henson and maybe his legacy as well. Yeah, well, he he's such an icon for anyone that likes Muppets or puppets. And I just wondered if you had any favorite stories about him or, or maybe even working with his family. Um, they're, you know, noteworthy in their own right as well. Oh, gosh. Well, there's so many stories through the years. I'm just trying to think. Uh, I mean, all like my favorite stories all happen like in the the two days of that commercial <laughs> like Jim, Jim was about to, um, to leave. I think he was going to do, I mean, this was um, like the last days of, of April and he died on May 16th. So it really was a couple of weeks before he passed away that I worked with him and um, he was trying to leave. And the producer said, uh, I think we're in one of the Disney bungalows and I could just overhear them talking. So I didn't, they didn't know I was listening. <laughs> but uh, The producer said, hey, Jim, where are you going? You can't leave yet. You got one more shot with Kermit. And he said, uh, I got to get out of here. Let Kennedy do it. And he left. And I got to put Kermit on for a shot for, for this commercial. It didn't make it into the commercial because as I noticed when I first met him, his hand was giant. <laughs> and if you look at Kermit with the other characters, you know, his hand is in there and there's nothing filling out the head. It's just his hand. And when I put my hand on his, it was like, you know, a giant grip. I was like, wow, that's how he has these huge puppets, you know, because the smallest puppet or the medium sized puppet anyway is already big. So everyone else has to be bigger. <laughs> wow. Oh, funny. So I was, I was going to ask. So that was. As you mentioned, it was right before his extremely untimely and very sad death. Yeah. But so he was. Um, so was. Were you working on the Muppets of Walt Disney World or commercials for that? Or it was ironically for the show that I was in, the Here Come the Muppets oh. show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can see it on YouTube. There, it's out there. Uh, uh, Robin Leach does the uh, the announcer's voice over it. You know, the Muppets are coming. You know, and oh wow. It, yeah, we shot a lot of things, you know, a lot of goofy stuff. I got to be in Zoot for one shot, uh, coming out of a taxi cab, and it just, um, it was just a magical, magical wow. time. How cool! That's so yeah. cool. You know, and I, I, you have such a, a varied career, and you are obviously a, a master at puppetry. And I think for us novices that don't know as much about puppetry, the name that we hold kind of above all others are the Muppets. And so I'm wondering, and that's why we've had so many questions up front here about those experiences. Uh, certainly, we're going to get into the rest of your career in just a minute. But, but what, is, what is different about the Muppets as kind of a brand or as kind of this iconic um, group, the Jim Henson company that he founded, and then now, of course, uh, Brian Henson and the Henson family kind of continues on to this day but what what's the difference between what they do or what their experience is like and other puppetry um well, it's such a higher level of um i guess it i think of it as the uh, sophistication of puppetry you know just the way that it's produced and the television aspect of it you know how it's opposite when you're performing you know you're turning this way and that way it's opposite you have to learn that skill uh, there's so many other kinds of puppetry and I've, I've tried to do them all. <laughs> I had many businesses, even before I went to, uh, to Orlando and met Jim Henson, I had a business in Indianapolis uh, and I worked for the pepper company and we did business meetings. And so I'd be behind a podium 
you know, and I couldn't see what I was doing and I'd have to be up for hours you know, during a meeting and, and do certain lines. But uh, once you, once I got into the Muppets, you just, everything, you know, is catered toward the puppet, you know, and the art of puppetry. A lot of other styles of puppetry you kind of have to, you know, meld into what they want, you know, how that's going to work either on a live stage or, you know, you, you have to be able to work on your knees or, you know, but with the Muppets, you know, everything's raised up to the heights of the puppeteer. And here's the, here's the stance you need to do. And here's how you do the rods and you have somebody do your right hand. And, you know, there's just, it's just such um, just a, a whole group of things you got to learn and know about um, sort of a vocabulary that you acquire over the years. You just have to snap into it. You, there's no like training. It's like, here, this means this, and this means this, and this, you just, you're just in there going, what, what do I do? <laughs> and, and you make it or you don't, you know, it's, you know, it's sink or swim. So you hope that you've got something that they're looking for. And, you know, if you do, and you can lock into it, um, you know, you're, you're sought after you, you wanted to be there for, and, because I can play different musical instruments and I learned to juggle and, you know, I, I'm, I'm somebody that could come in and play Kermit's banjo, you know, and I could come in, I could make almost juggle, you know, I could, and I learned, you know, being from the Midwest, I had a basketball goal in the backyard and I would always be shooting hoops. And little did I know that throwing puppets is like an art unto itself. (laughs) You have to aim and you have to, it has to hit, you know, that spot of the frame, you know, it has to come from back here and out of frame and you can't throw your, you can't get your hand in and whatever it is you're throwing has to come in and then land there. So you got to hit a specific point. You got to know what, you know, how much lift to give it and just nail that spot. Like in the opening of, of Sesame street, you see Grover fly in and he comes in, he hits the spot. It's on the shows, you know, currently. And, and I'm up in a cherry picker up way up in the rafters and I'm going to have to hit somebody down in a certain spot. And I thought it was so cool that they did it in slow-mo because it was like, normally it's and it's gone, you know, but this was like, and you could see his cape flying. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Well, and, and I, maybe this is a really good segue into Vanessa's question because you have a, a question about how maybe some of these highly technical things could go awry. <laughs> Yeah, oh. yeah. So, so that's the question is, you know, you, it, you've been very successful, you have lots and lots of skills, but has anything gone really wrong with the Muppets <laughs> or in any of your career that just a, a really funny, oh, that didn't go well funny. story? <laughs> <laughs> well, I seem to always get hurt somehow. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've, I've had, uh, you know, um, you know, starting with my fingers being cut in the first thing. <laughs> And then uh, Pierce Brosnan nailed the puppet onto my hand. Oh, it had a wig, a wig with pins, and he hit it with a sling, wooden slingshot, and it stuck into my knuckle, and I couldn't get the puppet. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! You got taken Uh, out by James Story. Yeah. (laughs) Gosh! Wow. I had to go to the emergency room, but I was fine, and I was back in the scene, you know, performing a character, you know, later in the afternoon. Oh my gosh. Uh, I've but you have that. your Pierce Brosnan story. So wow. I do. Yeah. You know, it's wow. weird. His name is Pierce. Cause he. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so true. Oops. You better yeah. still be on his Christmas card list. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> yeah. He had no idea he did it. Oh yeah. It was yeah. like, boom. And then, you know, it was out of yeah. there and he, they kept going, you know, they had to finish the day. So. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I was ushered out and they said, send Frank Oz in. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very yes. cool. <laughs> wow. Brett, you had the next question. Well, uh, according to IMDB, which, you know, we use a lot. I hope that it's all right. But anyway, you've had a tremendous run of experiences working with the Muppets. What are some of your favorites, you know, um, experiences? I guess just work first the after I had done you know all that in at Disney World I went to Hollywood and and was working on the same sound stage that they did the Muppet movie you know the the same studio I didn't know it when I got there but I found out as we were working but just getting to work on dinosaurs and being there seeing you know the 
Seinfeld show going up and becoming a hit. And I could see, you know, there's Jerry Seinfeld's parking space. It's like across from mine, you know, wow. it's just an amazing experience to, wow. to, after doing the whole Disney world thing, now I'm doing the whole Hollywood thing. And um, I got to see where uh, Kermit was pulled down to do his uh, rainbow connection song. There was like oh, an eye bolt in the bottom and they pulled him down in that bathosphere. So it just kind of completed that, like, that's the spot, you know, wow. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. And it was also the Gilligan's Island Lagoon. I didn't know that. Huh. <laughs> oh, wow. They, they decked it out to be a swamp, but it used to be, huh. you know, they shot that show there and wow. so many others, um, so many C- others. CBS MTM studios. So there are a lot of shows going on right then. Amazing. So good. Wow. That's, that's, it's your own Muppet story of go, your Hollywood, you know, that's like the first one. It is, movie, so. I, you know. Yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I have a follow-up. So my follow-up is, can you tell me how to get, how to get to Sesame Street? I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, it's such an iconic show. What was, what's that experience like? You've said that you've flown Gonzo and gosh, that's, that's an iconic show as well. What's that like? Oh, and it, to be heartfelt you know, and just, you know, loved by generations have grown up watching that. Well, the um, Kevin Clash, who who did Baby Sinclair, who I, you know, did the eyes for, he was doing Elmo at the same time. So he was back and forth, you know, shooting Sesame Street and shooting the dinosaurs show. And then uh, he's, when we were done, he said, well, why don't you come to New York? I can probably use you on Sesame Street. So that's what I did. I went to New York and just continued helping him with Elmo, basically. Uh, how to get to Sesame Street? Well, um, you take the R train <laughs> from Manhattan, okay. I guess. There's lots of different ways, but... <laughs> okay. I thought it was practice, 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 but you know, I'm like... <laughs> so. Well, I was, t- you know, people ask me, well, how do I get there? Oh, that's funny, you know, because they're coming to visit. And uh, yeah, <laughs> take the Actually, R train to Queens, Astoria. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. Hey, now we have the, now now we have the actual way to get to Sesame get Street. This is, <laughs> this is good. This is great. They're great stuff. Um, Vanessa, uh, question. Uh, you're up next. Yes. Well, so there have been more Muppet movies lately. Um, it seems like they kind of went away for a little while, but they've come back in the last few years with the Muppets and the Muppets Most Wanted. I, and I just kind of wanted to get your take on that and how you feel about this kind of Muppets resurgence for for us uh, uh, big Muppet fans out here. Well, anything for, for Muppets is good. Um, I haven't worked on any of the later ones. Uh, I've been in New York and doing some of my own stuff, but uh it's it's been uh, exciting to see all that happening, and certainly I've been pulled in on on some things, um, but uh, I've I've been working on a lot of shows in New York, so um, yeah, I'm just excited that Muppets are still happening. You know, it's, it's just been my whole life has been about Muppets, so I just hope uh, I'll always be doing it. Yeah. They're just always so, you know, they, they jump onto every generation that comes next, right? Yeah. So my, my five-year-old absolutely loves the Muppet movie that Jason Siegel did a couple of years ago, I guess now 10 years ago, <laughs> time flies. Um, but, you know, the, um, and, and then he also loves the, the original Muppet movie. And I, I wish Muppet Takes Manhattan were, were on Disney Plus so we could be watching that as well. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, he, he loves all of those opportunities to see those characters in interact with them. Um, Kids have such a special relationship with Sesame Street. You know, Sesame Street teaches kids about things that are difficult topics to take on, but because they're coming from Elmo, they feel like they're coming from a friend. So it's really cool, the work that you do and how that inspires not only us uh, and our generations, but it also helped inspire the next generations. And it's like that work constantly continues to live on. And speaking of something that continues to live on, there has been this sort of cult following of dinosaurs ever since it aired. And people were clamoring for it. We are finally getting our day. Uh, it yes. is going to be coming on to Disney Plus in, on January 29th, so very soon. And you played an iconic part on that show. It's, it's such a long-running show on ABC. Can you talk to us about that experience that you had, uh, what parts you were able to play, and um, you know, any of the, the fun outtake stories that you might have or anything that we'd like to, to hear about? Well, um, 
Well, playing baby Sinclair's eyes was certainly, you know, a highlight of my career and, and early in my career. So, you know, I felt like when dinosaurs was over, like, well, now I'm moving on. I I've, I've gone through this and, and now I've got to, you know, do something just as good, but I'm not sure anything has ever been as good. It's it was just an amazing experience. And everybody that was there, they're still, I'm still friends with them. Um, just a, a long lasting, uh, you know, uh, relationship I have with people because of that show. You know, we, we got through that and it's sort of a, you know, it's like, <laughs> like we were in the same, you know, uh, military unit or something. We made it, we did it, you know, <laughs> we're part of this thing. <laughs> but Similar to it was Disney funny. cast members, you know, it's kind of like we, yeah. we all kind of hunker together and we kind exactly. of go through a lot together. So, but you know, it's like shows, shows are like that too, I yep. would guess. So. Yeah. There's still reunions of people from, you know, the, the here come the Muppet show. And what was cool is that translated back to Disney, you know, the, because it's dinosaur yes. Disney show. All mm-hmm. my friends were excited, you know, like I had made it, you know, I'd done it. So, uh, and like one of the first things that I did when I was on the show, because I probably was, uh, as far as performers go, you know, on the bottom of the pay list, because I was the, <laughs> I was the new guy just coming in, you know, and everyone else had been there for, you know, five, 10, 20 years, whatever, <laughs> puppeteers, I'm ma- and working with the best, you know, now I'm working with the best people and they're, and I'm just there every minute helping, soaking it all up. And so I had to work on the first, like the opening shot, right. Of the, um, the, the, the theme song, because it was on a Saturday. It wasn't part of the regular shoot week and they would have to pay everybody like golden time or something like that. And I guess my golden time was probably not as big as other people. So I said, well, you're going to do this. So uh, several of those little critters that are behind the trees ducking, you know, and you see the feet stomping through the jungle or from yeah. the forest. I'm one of those first ones. And it was freezing in there in the studio you know, and they're using fog and it, you know, it's making you cough and it's just, and then um, uh, Bob Collins was our DP and he insisted on using a form of manure instead of dirt because he said it looks better on film. So, okay. <laughs> so, oh, they had, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> so they had spread this around the tree, you know, and then the camera gets in close and they said, well, you're going to lay right there. So they put a, furniture pad a ferny pad they call it and i i lay down in this and it's sort of you know it's it's moist <laughs> so it's being oh. through and the camera's pretty much on my head and i'm kind of twisting all around and i'm trying to do this shot where he just ducks around the tree and back you know and of course we did it you know 50 times and uh it was funny was after i shot for a while and we did some of our first episodes we had some time off and i went back home to Indiana and uh, one of my sister's friends wanted to, she worked at the local paper, the messenger in Plainfield, Indiana Plainfield messenger. Um, And she wanted to do a story about me making it to Hollywood, you know? So it's funny, the opening (laughs) phrase, she said, imagine laying in a cold, dark soundstage in manure. (laughs) Now imagine this is your dream come true. (laughs) Still is baby. That is okay. You know, that is so interesting. So it's a glamorous life. I have a bit of a follow-up to uh, the dinosaur question because how long were you with the series? Was it the entire run of the the show that you were a part of? Yeah, I was there from day one and there was probably only one day I missed Wow. the whole thing that they didn't need me for or whatever but i i was just the guy i would do eyes on other characters that you know they had their system and then they would have a little uh a, a toggle that was for the eyes that you'd put on the thumb some people did so they could unscrew that and hand it off to somebody and then you would do you know just the, the important part of you know keeping the focus on this or that while they're doing the lip sync and the lines and looking at everything else you know because I had been doing Baby Sinclair and that was all I was doing was eyes, you know, and I put it, it was kind of like working an airplane controller. I had it on this big giant toggle and then this was a blink and this were the eyebrows and then I had the lower lids kind of here and it was like working a musical instrument. 
And Kevin, when we got there, said, you know, we could sit and talk about what we're going to do together and work things out. But I feel like if we just make the baby alive, anytime he, uh, anytime I get in the baby, I want the baby just to be alive. And we don't rehearse, the baby rehearses. So and we got a lot of great outtakes and uh, a lot of the things you'd see, you know, in the, the, you know, what's coming next week on ABC, you know, it would be, you know, ba- a baby line or something. And it would be us, you know, just playing, you know, it was, it was like playing, it was like jazz or something, playing an instrument and just, and I would just listen to Kevin intently and just be there, you know, and you just kind of get into that Ouija board kind of a, a thing, you know, where, where the baby is just alive, where, where neither of us are doing it. It's just, that's who he is. That's incredible. Um, you know, I, and the reason I asked if you were there for the whole run is because um, in particular, the, the finale of that show, and this is a bit of spoilers for those of you that haven't seen it, but the finale of that show is so memorable because of how shocking it is. So yeah. was that, you know, was that felt amongst the, the crew that was there? You know, the, the idea that we're going to end this series. And again, if you haven't seen Dinosaurs, it's such a lovely series. You can't, you need to go check it out on Disney Plus. And this ending is just a bit shocking because it ends at extinction. <laughs> and so, yeah. uh, you know, what, what was the, what was the feeling like around that? And when the writers uh, deliver those scripts, was it kind of like, wow, this is going to really make uh, and this is a terrible pun, an impact uh, <laughs> as we start to film this. Well, we didn't have to act. I mean, we were all really sad anyway, that the show mm-hmm. was ending, but uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it just was, the saddest thing i mean we of course everybody's hugging each other and crying and it's over and every and we i don't know where any of this footage went but each character said a goodbye on film we every, we sort of prepared for it and what we were going to do and you know and it was just for us it wasn't for anybody to see you know and um man it just it was such a hard thing to get through, you know. I imagine for any show, you see any show that's ending, it's it's really emotional. But for us with the show, you know, with that ending being written, I mean, it was just, it was awful. <laughs> You know, it's one of those that just sticks out in your memory because some shows kind of leave you hanging. They kind of leave the possibility of things open. This show did not do that. (laughs) It is over now. But Vanessa, you had another question about dinosaurs. Well, so you you had this sad ending. You say your goodbyes. And then 20 some plus years later, a bunch of middle-aged people like us are getting real excited to see it again. And I'm probably reaching out to you to want to talk about it. What's that like having the Sinclairs come back up again in your life? It, it's really cool, you know, to be on something that, that people saw and want to see again. I mean, you can't have anything any better than that. I mean, it's, it's you feel loved, you know, it's really, uh, you know, a special thing to be a part of something that just about everybody, when they say, you know, oh, not the mama, you know, yeah. to, to know that you, that I was a part of that, you know, it's just, it's, it's amazing, amazing that I even got to do that, you know, and it was my first big thing, you know, <laughs> so just yeah. grateful. Cool. Well, we're That's grateful good. for it too. Uh, yes. I mean, like Craig said, we, we loved that show. Growing I up. can't wait to see it again. I'm, yeah. And now we get to. Yeah, all, so and I, I don't know is it all coming out? i wonder if it's all coming out at, at one time so we can binge i believe it is yeah i think that they're dropping oh, awesome. the whole series yeah awesome. which is so which is so great it's a good way to be able to to do that but you hinted at this a little bit uh earlier and i think brett has a question uh that yes. relates to something that you yes. talked about a bit you were talking about dexterity you mentioned this before you said that you play the banjo i mean that's a seriously intense instrument and i'm thinking that all of the dexterity makes puppetry that much more easier for you i i but is that true some people say i have magic thumbs because i i have uh, i'm double jointed so i can you know do stuff with my wow. thumbs <laughs> uh-huh. so i'm able to do things with rods like two rods and stuff you know so so I've I've always you know worked at that really hard to do you know have have a whole vocabulary of things that puppets can do with rods. So I think that was one of the first things they noticed about me. Just right after Jim Henson passed away, there was another workshop in Orlando, 
And uh, I just showed off, you know, I can do clapping, I can do air guitar, I can, and I can do all that because, yeah, the dexterity and musicality of it. And, you know, if you've got rhythm, you know, you want the puppets to have rhythm. You know, Jim Henson was all about music. You know, everything was kind of, and that, that's, I think, one of the main things I loved about the Muppets is it was music tied to the comedy and the timing was musical, you know. And so when I'm playing when I'm listening to, to Kevin doing Baby Sinclair, I'm listening to the musicality of his voice, you know, and he may do that same thing again. And the, just, the, you know, uh, I'm the baby, gotta love me. You know, it's kind of a, a you know, a cadence to that or a, a, there's a melody to it, you know, and a rhythm, cool. you know. So yeah. I got to learn Kevin's rhythm of the character. And that's sort of how they, all the Muppets play against each other. He, he, every mm. one of them has their own rhythm, and sort of pitch within a musicality so you hear you know these deep you know gravelly voices and then you have a higher voice you know you know it's there's a musicality happening with the muppets and i love that yeah so cool I also wanted to ask, because um, I heard in an interview that you said that you picked banjo because Kermit the Frog played it and Steve Martin. And so I'm I'm sure you've met Kermit by now, but I just wanted to ask, have you had a chance to come across Steve Martin and, and maybe you guys could, you know, play dueling banjos or something? <laughs> I, I wish. I wish I had met him. You know, I had a chance to, but I, I, uh, I chickened out. I didn't go up to him. You know, I've, I'd always heard that, you know, he he wasn't you know you know super approachable you know so i just didn't i didn't want my illusion of of oh i i have to be friends with steve martin someday to be you know ruined you know? Sure. i've left that there maybe someday yeah. i'll be friends with with steve martin <laughs> <laughs> totally and completely understand that yes. right. you're a, yeah well and you're an author you're an author too yeah. I mean, what a list there. So you've written two books on puppet making, Puppet Mania and Puppet Planet. Right. And, and you must really enjoy passing along your puppet making skills. Okay. I like alliteration. You must be passing along your puppet making skills to your puppet making progeny. <laughs> yeah. So- <laughs> I am, you know, I, I really feel for kids who, who want to perform puppets. Maybe they don't know how to make a puppet. And you know, that's, well, I was, you know, I was just like that when I was a kid. I would go to the public library and go to the puppet section and I would, you know, or arts and crafts, you know, and there were some puppet books in there. And I always thought, you know, these are kind of crummy. <laughs> There's nothing in here for me. I can't learn to make a Muppet. I really want to do that, you know. And I don't, ne- I don't teach how to make Muppets, but I, I teach uh, types of puppets that I made myself when I was a kid. I well, no one else is going to show me. My mom didn't know how to make them. So I just started making them my, myself. And I started selling little pencil heads on the, um, in the playground at, in elementary school <laughs> during recess. And, uh, and that, um, that turned into meeting my a lifelong you know, best friend, uh, Ed Lucas, who I still stay with in New York when I work on Sesame Street. He, he went off and became a, an engineer and uh, you know, super smart guy. Um, but we had a puppet um, uh, business in elementary school. We would we'd go to libraries and, you know, so I feel like I want to teach kids how to do that or at least teach adults how to teach other kids how to do that, you know, just. Um, so I that's what the books were. It's just And I tell the stories of how I came up with that kind of project, you know, because I that's wanted cool. to learn how to carve foam or, I, I really wanted to be able to change the faces out on the character. So I didn't have to make an entire puppet oh, right. do another character, you know? So cool. Well, good. So you hear that out there, any listeners or watchers now you can, you can check out his books too. So yeah, that's wow. way better than the paper bags that I was stuck with growing up. That's all I you can know? figure out. So just this, <laughs> I took some green socks. They were like, a sh- they weren't a chenille, but it was a really interesting texture. So I was making not really my version of Kermit, but you know, kind of like that, but they were really we fun all, socks. They felt good to, though. You know, we, so. we all tried to have something like that. Right. And it's so cool yeah. to be able to pass. It's that not easy being on. green, you know, so <laughs> you're very right. <laughs> yeah. it's, you're very right so uh what is 
as we start to kind of come towards the, the end of our questions here, we have a question about what is the most difficult job that you've ever had to do or um, something that maybe you were really proud of, but also was quite a bit of work for you. Wow. Um, gosh, there was um, the Muppets Wizard of Oz. I had to hang from a, a cherry picker and sort of upside down and do Gonzo's head on a drill and because <laughs> at some point he like um he gets the motorcycle gang circles around him so there's this big table with puppeteers and bikes and they're all going around in this circle and then there's a couple of puppeteers with gonzo's body because he's the tin man and um and then is at some point he starts looking and then they switch well I, ha- I had to do it all from this green rod with the drill i had to turn and look and watch the the um the motorcycle guys going around in circles and then at some point i had to hit the button and he had to start spinning his head had to spin and then he just had to you know pops off you know so that was pretty hard upside <laughs> <laughs> down hard. and backwards yes yeah. i would say gosh just uh, from the description alone that sounds fairly difficult <laughs> so. muppets tonight the same thing like the, the first shot i did on on uh, muppets tonight the the tv series um, I'm up in a cherry picker hanging down with a, a stalag, uh, stalactite, you know, puppet, you know, and we're doing these stalactites. I don't know if I had two on or one on, but we're hanging off my back doing this thing backwards. Uh, I seem to always get in these positions. I don't know how why it's me. I've been, because you uh, do it well. Sorry. You know, I, you know. I always get these nicknames too. There was, um, uh i'm I'm johnny speed rail because i had to do the same thing a character had to hang down and swing and i'm they tied me up onto this uh piece of i don't know wood on a some rails and it was there were speed rails i don't know why they call them speed rails but they're kind of aluminum rails that go like a railroad track and they hung that out over the camera and at some point i just had to pop in and pop back out again um that kind of stuff (laughs) Wow. All the time. Wow. Well, awesome. you've, you've done so much. Some that sounds a little terrifying to the rest of us. Um, <laughs> so we wanted to ask you, is there anything that you haven't done? I mean, you've, you've been on everything we can think of that's puppets related. You've written the book on it, literally. Um, is there anything you haven't done that you still hope to do in your career? Um, well, I, you know, I just want to keep making puppets. You know, that's my that's my motto. Keep making puppets. Um, uh, I guess, you know, to create my own show, you know, it'd be really neat to do, you know, develop my own series or something like that. I haven't, I've attempted that. I've gotten close, but, uh, <laughs> you know, there's always something, you know, well, it's, it's kind of like this show or it does, you know, something doesn't work out and it never really happens, but, uh, you know, someday, have my own show either as me you know teaching kids how to make puppets those puppets come to life and then they have their little series that happens or it's a you know a a theme park world of characters that I've made you know I keep pitching these things someday it'll happen yeah well yeah if you're listening out there whoever's listening and watching some really good ideas that you can't steal. They belong to him. So they're John's <laughs> ideas. You're claiming the intellectual property right now. Well, we yes. also know you are quite the Disney fan. And so uh, to kind of wrap us up here, we have some rapid fire questions okay. that we'd like to ask you. And oh, so these are just kind of off the top of your head, whatever comes to mind. Um, but we'll go ahead and start with what's your favorite Disney film? Uh, Pinocchio. All right. It's got of a puppet course. in it. Aww. You know what? Yes. For a second, I didn't get it, but then I got it. I'm like, of course it is. <laughs> I had I had that marionette. I still do. Oh, oh very cool. And now you have uh, you're you're waiting on Tom Hanks's Geppetto, right? So that's, that's coming right. up in mm-hmm. the, the not too distant future, mm-hmm. which is pretty incredible. Um, what is your favorite Disney attraction? Uh, well, I, I like uh, uh, the Country Bears. Cause I got to be on it and I, was, <laughs> yeah. I love country music too. So playing the banjo. Right. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, what about your favorite Disney world food? I love those Mickey bars. Does that count as food? Yes, it sure does. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they sure do. 
I I just pulled those out before I got in that uh, ice cream cart. Oh, (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) So it just should have a lifetime supply uh, of that. Oh, my gosh. It just kind of had like that, that odor of uh, Mickey bars, which would be really hard to work in too. Um, So what is your favorite? Now this could be something, something that you've worked on, or it can be something else, but what's your favorite puppet related property? What's your, uh, what's your favorite uh, show or movie that involves puppets? Uh, oh, a little shop of horrors. <laughs> I love that show. Yeah. I just, I, you yes. know, I know all the words I I've built them for different productions, you know, Audrey twos and, you know, Marty Robinson's a friend of mine and, you know, he, it's just, it, I just think it's the coolest show and the story of how it came to be, you know, just, um, it's amazing. <laughs> you, you know, when I was listening to other interviews you had done and hearing that you're a dancer and a singer and, and basically, you know, a voice actor, I was like, why hasn't he done Little Shop of Horrors? He could have just gone that route in his life and been a Broadway star. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I I did get asked to audition for Avenue Q, but uh, it was the same time the books came out. And I thought maybe maybe I shouldn't do sort of an an adult-themed show because Mm -hmm. I'm going to be out in elementary school showing kids how to make puppets. So I thought maybe I should just, you know, stay in, you know, the kids genre and not venture out into that world. But, you know, I always think, you know, what if I did that? Would that change, would have changed, you know, my career or anything? You know, I don't know. <laughs> it's so but interesting I, to think about all those different paths. Done and, fine. And, so. you know, and I'd say you've been in so many wonderful properties um, and we can't thank you enough for your time today and for the artwork that you've given us that we get to relive on January 29th with dinosaurs, but also all the Muppet properties that you've been involved in and all the puppetry you've done. And then also giving that to kids as well. In those books, we really encourage you if you're a parent to go and, and look out for those books as well. And, and you know, just the, the amount of story that you've given us today, we are so grateful for your time with us. And thank you. Did you have any final thoughts or final words you'd like to leave us with? Uh, just believe in your dreams. It can happen. Just keep trying. You know, you, it may take a while, but uh, you know, if you just stay true to who you are and be who you want to be. Uh, dreams can come true. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Thank you so much. We can't end it any better than that. Thanks so much for your time. Thank, Thank you. you. Great to see you. And thanks so much. I really enjoyed talking to John today because of all those amazing stories he just told us about uh, his time. He's had such a varied career in this medium, and he has really become such a true artist of puppetry, but also a lot of other areas that he's ventured into as well. It was just cool to be able to talk to somebody and get those kind of stories. Vanessa, your thoughts on the interview with John Kennedy? I mean, it was just really cool. I mean, and it was it was kind of like a, a magician where they keep pulling out scarves. Like, he, here he is. He's talking about Sesame Street. Okay, now he's talking about Muppets in Florida. Oh, no, this Muppet movie. Oh, no, Wizard of Oz movie. Oh, no. I mean, it just one puppet thing after the other. He's been a part of so much. It was so cool. And you know us. We love talking about uh well to other people when we like see the movie we're going to be like now you know john kennedy operated the eyes for that well you know in this wizard of oz gonzo is spent you know we are going to have so so much content to share with other people (laughs) privately and in a in a very obnoxious way when you know once we're done recording it's going to be a lot of fun for us not for the other people we talk to but for us it's it's a delight Our family members are already disowning us as we speak, which is so wonderful. So we will make sure that any of you listeners that want to watch along with us, we make sure we we name drop everybody uh, to you. That way we can continue that on. But, you know, it's funny because um, you can tell John is a storyteller because we would give him these questions that were like, you know, what are your experiences like? Sort of these questions that are very open-ended. And he would take it in different directions and talk about these different stories of his experiences. And it was just really cool to be able to get those experiences and those stories from somebody operating, somebody that you don't necessarily see on camera, but they're doing so much to help the um, shows, the movies that we have all come to love. It's, it's just incredible to get that opportunity. Brett, your thoughts on the interview? 
I, well, it was the behind the scenes, you know, how I am about behind the scenes and he had stories and I think we just scratched the surface. So, but there were great stories. So interesting. And, uh, yeah. So, and now, as yes, as Vanessa said, when we when we watch things again and rewatch things again, we'll go, we'll have a whole nother perspective, upside down and backwards. You know, the whole idea of of being a contortionist. I'm like going, no, let me get into that ice cream cart and perform a Muppet. You know, great story. Well, they're great stories, and you know, and he's, my gosh, the talent that he has to do all of that. You know, that he just takes for granted, but they know what they've got. And they've got an amazing, talented puppeteer or Absolutely. Muppeteer. Absolutely. And so many um, properties we can send you to on Disney Plus and then also uh, really HBO Max with all those Sesame Streets. But we know for sure that on January 29th, for the entire run of this series, you are going to be seeing Sinclair's eyes, baby Sinclair's eyes. Uh, and you're going to know that you've, you've heard the person that was behind that. And then also he's played a lot of other roles on dinosaurs as well. So be sure to check that out on Disney plus on January 29th, such a great conversation with John. Uh, and we're just excited that we were able to bring that to you. And so uh, we do have lots of other exciting news and exciting content coming your way. We're going to be making a pretty huge announcement on uh, our social media platforms here in the next couple of days. So we will make sure to stay tuned for that. Go over and find us on social media. You can find us at Beyond the Mouse Podcast on Facebook. You can also follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Mouse Pod. We are starting to do the Twitter thing a little bit. So Beyond Mouse on Twitter. Uh, you can find us there and just interact with us. Let us know uh, your thoughts about the show, uh, maybe some other people and content and topics you would like to have discussed as we move on here into 2021. Hard to believe that the month is just about over already. Uh, and we're already one 12th of the way through 2021. Um, but it, it's just been so wonderful to get to talk to some of these performers and these creators. And this was another one. So thank you so much, John. I know, Brett, you also wanted to give a big shout out and a thank you to somebody for us. Sure. Well, yes, I mentioned our mutual friend, Joe Petrovich. And behind the podcast, Joe Petrovich has been a great friend to the podcast. He's a great friend. I enjoy Anytime I can talk to him and hear all of his Hollywood stories and everything. So I wanted to give a huge shout out and thank you for, uh, for kind of uh, getting us in touch with John. So thank you, Joe. You're the best. It's always good to uh, have those good friendships and know those amazing people. Uh, and thank you, Joe, for everything that you've helped us set up here uh, moving forward with Beyond the Mouse. So I think that that's all that I have. You better go and be prepared to watch Dinosaurs on Disney Plus on January 29th. But for now, for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Brett. And we will see you real soon in the front row. You don't know how hard it was for me to say, not the mama. <laughs> <laughs>